The following podcast contains adult language. It is not an in-depth investigation. It is simply commentary and reaction to the facts as presented by OSHA and media outlets. If you are prone to taking offense... Bad shit happens to everyone. Just get over it. Dick Chicklets, but please call me Richard. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Richard Cheese, but call me Dick, and Richard Docking, but call me Dick, please. Before we discuss a story or two about what happened to employee number one, let's roll out with a panel discussion. Hey, speaking of rock and roll, did you know there was a band that was big in the 70s, and this band included an untalented photographer who had family ties to the Kodak Corporation? Uh, I have no clue. I know, I'm completely unaware of that. Here's a hint. One of their most famous songs had the word band in the title. Is it a Credence Clearwater Revival, a traveling band? Nope. Somebody in CCR related to a camera family or something? I don't know anything about the people inside of CCR. Well, I know that their singer was got, a got sued by everybody yeah. else. Well, that's because he left. It, they were brothers too, right? They were brothers of that yeah, band. I yeah, I think so. so. Uh, maybe they were all related to the film company. I don't know. Maybe. Do right. so you have a guess? Absolutely, Richard. Well, hit me, Dick. I'm going to go with Grand Funk Railroad, and we're an American band. Grand Funk Railroad. And I could not name one member of that fucking band, so... <laughs> nope. There very well could be somebody related to the Kodak line there. Okay, I know that song, but that why do they have funk in the title? Of, that's not like a funk song. I mean, it's just like an old classic rock song. Right. So what the fuck does that have to do with funk music? Or railroad or anything else. It's just the name of a band. It's Grand Funk Railroad. Huh. That's a really good song, but it's not the one I was thinking of. Either of you familiar with a band that had a guy named Paul McCartney in it? The Beatles? Not the Beatles. Paul McCartney was in the band before the Wings? Yes, he was. Bullshit. So, Paul McCartney had his wife, Linda Eastman, join his band, Wings. She didn't do much but stand there next to a keyboard and sing off-key. Like Yoko? Yeah, like, like Yoko. She's the good Yoko. Yoko Light? So now I've narrowed it down. Do you know the song I'm talking about? Band on the Run. Band on the Run, yeah. Have either of you ever run into a band? I think my cousins played in one for a while. Yeah, they were very good. They broke up. Yeah. Most, most bands break up. Yeah. What about, what about you, Dick? You ever run into a band? No, I have not. Well, you know who did have a run-in with a band? Who? Employee number one. Claremont, North Carolina. At 4.25 p.m. on March 17, 2020, an employee was observed sweeping in the machine room near the MZ Pluris CNC bandsaw machine. The Pluris is a multi-axis CNC machine. <sighs> Fuck. Well, my glasses. The Pluris is a multi-axis CNC machining center, which was equipped with an industrial band sawing system and also a three-axis high-speed electro spindle, which was mounted on a gantry frame and securely fixed to either side of the main machine frame. The machine had dimensions consisting of 23.9 feet in length and 14.1 feet in width 
by 8.5 in height. The table height measured 3 feet and was moved by a ball-bearing screw and brushless motor and traveled along the x-axis, uh, which would be length, according to what I'm reading here. The upper table was mechanically linked to the lower table in order to affect both together the same longitudinal forward-slash-backward movement. The table also traveled along the y-axis, which would be the width. While the employee was in the area of the unguarded machine, the machine operated, and a large metal attachment of the machine, specifically the lower table, pinned the employee against a support steel beam. The distance between the steel beam and the machine was approximately five inches. Oh. The employee was crushed, and the steel beam punctured the employee's chest. Employee number one was killed. Ow. You, you know, this is definitely not what I expected. Yeah. No. From a incident. No. This, is, this is definitely more of a crushing incident. Yeah. yeah. I guess anything could happen. I thought it'd be like when you watch the nature documentaries and the predator holds down the animal and starts eating at him. I thought it'd be something similar with this. It holds the guy down, the bandsaw comes through and... Yeah, something off those old up. school horror movies, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they threw us a curveball on this one. So was it the bandsaw or the steel beam that got him? I think it'd be the steel beam. I think they inadvertently created a nip point. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it was p- poor engineering on the, where they placed the bandsaw in actuality. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's another situation where somebody's doing cleaning while machines are in operation and walking around moving stuff. That's a bad protocol. Yeah, very uh, bad. But very standard practice. Though. Yeah, unfortunately. Well... Anybody got any thoughts on what the penalties were assessed to the employer in this particular situation? Seven grand. I think this one completely falls on the employer based on the fact that the table only moved five inches from the beam and there were no guards around it. I think this one should be a bigger fine towards the employer because this isn't employee negligence. This is just poor machine placement and poor oversight. So I'm probably going to go a little higher on this one and go 35,000. 35000 Okay, yeah. both dicks are locked in. This is a situation where the initial and the current penalty remain the same. $3,500. The employee's life cost $3,500 to the employer. Fuck. That's shitty. Yeah. Because that one really is, I mean, ah, fuck. Like they say, uh, and it's time to get your ticket punched, you're going to get your ticket punched. That day, he could have just been walking down the sidewalk and had a fucking piano fall on his head from out of the blue. Was he in a cartoon or an early 20s movie? No. Well, I mean, I guess it could have been a safe. Oh, we're still in a cartoon movie. Yeah. Territory. Yeah. I just think, uh, was that guy's time to go? How do you argue that? You can't really. I mean, it is what it is. We get to this whole philosophical free will versus determinism, but... I mean, hearing stuff like this, it's hard not to believe in fate. Yeah. That's fucked up. Absolutely. Let's see if we can find a nicer story about a bandsaw and employee number one. Let's do it, Dick. Richard. My bad. We've got a little situation here that happened at a grocery store in Lafayette, Louisiana. What do I have a bandsaw for? Cutting meat. Oh, so it's like the Sopranos. I mean, have you ever been like at the supermarket and looked in the back with the butcher section and stuff? They have bandsaws and stuff back there. I've never looked in the back of a uh, grocery store. We'll go shopping tomorrow. All right. Okay, Dick. (laughs) All right, Richard. 
At 12 o'clock p.m. on May 17, 2012, employee number one was cutting chicken leg quarters using a vertical band meat saw. Employee number one blacked out and fell over onto the bandsaw's tabletop. Ooh. The safety guard on the bandsaw was raised where approximately nine inches of the blade was exposed. Employee number one's head and shoulders were on the saw table pressing against the moving saw blade. The blade cut through employee number one's shoulder blade and continued on into his neck. Employee number one was killed from his injuries. Fuck. I'd hope oh, so. Oh, jeez. I don't think you'd want to live after that. Chicken. Over a goddamn chicken. I don't think the chicken had anything at all to do with it. I mean, maybe he didn't like the sight of a uh, cut been up a Cornish, chicken. If he'd been hacking up a Cornish game hand, that blade had been a lot lower. It wouldn't have sucked him in. Possibly, yeah, but I, I still think that's another one of those situations where, like, would it's not, this is, like, not the saw's fault. This is not the with the product you're cutting's fault. This is simply the employee blacked out. And they may have been a little vague on that story as to why. Yeah. yeah maybe he had vertigo. Maybe he was, was... Maybe he'd been drinking. Yeah. Maybe he was high yeah. on marijuana. Maybe he had the sugar diabetes. Or maybe he just had some uh, mental problem that caused him to black out occasionally. Well, I don't know. Don't I mean, you get sleepy after you blow your load? Typically. Not to the point where I black out. Oh, all right. That's how the women get their cuddles in when you're in a coma. Wrong podcast. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dick. Richard. Okay. Damn. Richard. The name's Richard. My bad. There was a n- Dick. There was an initial penalty assessed... And I'm going to give you the price of the initial penalty because it was reduced. The initial penalty totaled $5,600. Guess the reduced penalty. $2,500. $2,500 by Mr. Cheese. I'm going with $2,500 as well. And once again, the dicks come together. The current penalty for this particular situation was $3,920. So we were close for once. I wonder what the cleanup was. A lot of bleach. <laughs> yeah, I mean... At that point, did they just retire the equipment? No, I, I mean... It, so. it, no, it, it's in a butcher shop. It's used to cutting meat. There's no difference between... Well, okay, let me rephrase that. But I mean, it's still contaminated, whether it be human or animal or anything. The cleanup process would be no different. I bet they tossed that chicken. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure the chicken didn't make it, along with employee number one. When they cut the meat, there's not a lot of blood in it left, is there? No, it's no, already been no, butchered no. and bled out. Yeah, so there'd be a lot of blood, so the cleanup would be very different. Hmm. Good point, Dick. Thank you, Dick. Richard. <laughs> and our next story. We've got a situation here that happened in California, in the town of Ceres. I don't know what that means. Is that like Wolfhead? Cerebus? Earwax? Cerumen? Wasn't Cerebus a three-headed dog? Yeah. I thought it was Cerberus. Cerberus. All right. Guess it depends on where you're from, right? Cerberus, Cerebus, tomato, tomato. Ceres, California. This happened 20 years ago, March 6th, 2001. Employee number one, a maintenance worker for Aqua... I shouldn't say the name. 
A maintenance worker for a spa and pool company was repairing the fitting on a bandsaw used to cut up pallets for the subsidiary company, which was a pallet company. This piece of equipment had been in service for 10 months at this particular location and the maintenance person had performed this particular task three times prior. Employee number one had been working alone for about half an hour. The saw was in the off position. It is not known if the fuse had been pulled or the power was locked out. The new bearing and fitting was in place. Workers for the pallet company heard the saw kick on and heard a strange sound. It then continued to run normally. One employee near the scene heard the saw go on and turned around to see the saw blade fly off, but did not see the maintenance worker. He went over to the saw and found employee number one lying on the ground. Employee number one had a mark across the side of his head, stretching from his eye to above his ear on the left side. A two inch by four inch board was lying near him on the ground. The pallet company employee turned off the saw. Without any actual witnesses, it was speculated that employee number one was struck in the head by a flying board. The board displayed markings that matched the flywheel on the saw. It is unknown if employee number one meant to start the saw or if a tool in his front pocket, what do you think, Dick? As far as? Struck the start button by accident. Employee number one died of cranial cerebral injuries on March 8th, 2001, two days after the accident. Fuck. So what I'm getting out of this is he probably had the block of wood wedged in there to hold the wheel or something. Tension. Yeah. Because and it, it tore off out of there and took the blade with it and part of his fucking head, too. God. It's quite a bit of torque in order to get go that fast to hit him in the head and kill him. Yeah, I don't know. It, this is a situation where the initial and current penalty are the same. It was not reduced. What was the cost of employee number one's ticket to ride on this? Well, it sounds like he did it all to himself, basically. I don't think anyone else could have prevented it. So, you think so there's no, co- no, cul- no, culpability, no culpability for the employer himself? No, so I think it's going to be fairly low. Okay. About the $1,000 area. $1,000. I'm going to go in the $5,000 range. $5,000. we got quite a spread between the dicks on this. Um, the initial and current penalty, $500. Good Not call, too Dick. surprising. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Dick. Well, I've used a bandsaw before. I don't think I've ever had a blade break. I have. It gets a little spooky really quick. Does it sound like a sound effect or like a spring or a laser or something? Definitely a spring. Yeah, kind of springy. Yeah. Good God. And it shoots out like a bat out of hell, too, off of the side. That's terrible. Let's see if uh, employee number one had better luck with the bandsaw in our next story. I'm guessing not, Richard. (laughs) Thanks. Dick. This is a story about a horizontal band in a sawmill. Again, in the state of Louisiana. The date for this adventure was... August 21st, 1995. Employee number one was operating a horizontal band resaw in a sawmill. He was holding the log being fed into the resaw with his right hand when he was caught by the log and resaw. The saw entered his body between the index and middle fingers of his right hand, ran along the right side of his body, and exited around his ankles. Good God, so we got all the way down. Employee number one was killed. 
Fuck. Yeah, it sliced. Oh, Jesus. It's I, bad enough getting a paper oh. cut between your fingers. Getting a fucking saw blade all the way uh, through your fingers, up your arm, down your right side, and to your ankle. What point do you black out? Yeah, I don't know. What fucking point do you really black out on that scenario, man? I kind of think you'd be awake the entire time and black out to the blood loss later on. Oh no, pain pain would pain would take over. I mean, you know, you you said the the paper cut between your fingers. Okay, by the time you're mid forearm and you fucking start to realize what exactly is happening here. That's true. How long do you think it would take, though, I mean, to get through your entire body? I, I don't know. There again, I'm reverting back to the old James Bond or the old movies where plenty of time and everything goes through slow and stuff. I'm not that familiar with a sawmill. I'm assuming real slow kind of cut, but I, you can't make no money that way. So you figure it's going to be zip, zip, yeah, zip, 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 you think zip, it'd zip. be pretty fast. I've, not, I've yeah. never heard of a resaw. No. Sounds scary, though. If you ever do, run like hell. Yeah. Research break. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Research complete. So a horizontal resaw is like a sideways bandsaw. It looks like it pulls about six feet of lumber in and completely saws through it in about four or five seconds. Yeah, so with his arm extended probably, could you, you'd, you'd probably think he'd be pulling back, so there'd be more arm length before he gets sucked all the way in. There, there's a feeder wheel. On yeah, the top yeah. of that, that uh, I think he must have got pinched in there, and there must have been a nip point or something we're unaware of. Well, it's, it said he got stuck between the uh, log of wood and the uh, machine itself. Yeah. So So he went into the wheel. It'd be about five seconds, six seconds. Okay. Yeah. Like fast, uh, but way, you'd still be feeling everything. Yeah, okay, so maybe he didn't, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't. I don't want to think about this. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a real bad yeah. way to go. Good one, Richard. Thanks, yeah. This incident occurred in a non-union shop in Roseburg, Oregon. Is that really important? Well, that's what it says there, non-union. I mean, you're big on that shit, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking scabs. At approximately 7 o'clock p.m. on September 5th, 1989, Employee number one was preparing to change the saw on an Albany bandsaw head rig. He turned the power off at the operations station and began to blow down the saw with an approximately four foot long air pipe. The saw had not come to a complete stop when the end of the air pipe struck the return portion of the saw. The air pipe was thrust up toward employee number one, striking him in the face. He suffered massive head injuries and was transported to a medical center where employee number one died a short time later. What was the diameter of that pipe again there, uh, Dick? It didn't say d- diameter. No diameter. I'm sorry, Richard. Four feet long, Dick. Thank you, Richard. I wasn't calling you Dick. Oh. I was calling you a Dick. My apologies. In this particular situation, uh, as with many others, the initial and the current penalty were the same. So, uh... Playing with your air pipe on a running saw, what do you think your life's worth at that point? So, again, it sounds like user error, because it shouldn't take more than 20 seconds for a machine to come to a stop. And even then, you should still wait it out before you try and do any maintenance on it. One would assume so. Here we are cleaning a tool that's still running at some point. Yeah, so, user error. So, I'm going to go about the uh, $1,000 range again. $1,000. Dick Cheese is locked in at 1000 3500 3500 for Dick Docker. Dick Docking? 
Dick, dick Donkey. Dick Licker. Dick oh. Dock. Of Dick Dock Podcast. Added. Dick Docker. Initial and current penalty, $7,250. Wow. And this was $1989. So that's probably almost $7,300 today. In a non-union shop, too. Bastards. So, we've had some stories here about some uh, terrible bandsaw incidents, and how many of them involved non-cutting deaths? Four of them. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Actually, three of them. Three of them, yeah. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you here, uh, Richard. Since I've been the age of 18, and I'm considerably older than that now, I have worked in a shop, several different shops, and every shop has had a bandsaw in it. I have never once even seen a person cut their fingers on a bandsaw blade. I've seen them break, I've seen them stack up, rack up. I've seen I've seen bandsaws fall over, but I've never seen anybody cut their finger on a bandsaw. I mean, the, the material inside going through, I've seen slivers, I've seen, you know, plastic cutting people's hands and that, but never anybody even cut a fingernail or nothing on a bandsaw blade. Have you had to maintain one? Yes, absolutely. Your opinion, um, obviously, is that they're not too dangerous in and of themselves. There are other more dangerous pieces of equipment. Uh, chainsaws scare the hell out of me. Right. Be- simply based on the kickback and stuff like that. Yeah. So you think because it's a ground-mounted piece of equipment that it's... I don't know. To what do you attribute the fact that you've, in all of your years, never seen a bandsaw injury? I'm sure they could happen. I mean, a single second of distraction... And somebody can shove their hand into it. But there's also certain factors in it, guards and covers and stuff that cover the blade. And if you set the guards to the right height for what you're cutting and stuff, it definitely reduces the risk. Like some of these things that we looked up earlier, yeah, they terrify the fuck out of me. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. So. Yeah, I don't think I want to mess with anything that's feeding shit into a rotating blade with a 12-inch tire on it. Right, and especially, you know, like the CNC bandsaw, I have no fucking clue even what that would entail or anything else like that. I mean, it'd be cool as fuck to see. I think CNC stands for kill and cripple. Isn't that K? Oh. For the first one, at least. Yeah. Well, this has been employee number one, the Industrial Accident Podcast. I'm your host. What was my name? You are Dick Chicklets. I'm Dick Chicklets. But I go by Richard. I'm Richard Cheese, but I go by Dick. And I am Richard Docking, and I go by Dick. And the moral of today's story, kids, is if you see the saw, you saw the saw, and you should be banned from playing with the saw. Thank you so much for listening. Ah!